sometimes we need to start a discussion on the topics of the day on a lighter note. And what better way to do it than to check in with Hope Francis, who is the subject of today's video. And as usual, he said something bizarre, this time about sports. He recently met with some Italian athletes and, well, let's go directly to the source. Catholic News Agency reports, Pope Francis has described basketball as a sport that lifts you up to the heavens during an audience with members of the Italian Basketball Federation. Truly, the church is in great hands here, but it could be worse. He could have said this about the latest program of the servants of the Leviathan in their bid to give birth to the beast from St. John's Apocalypse, so at least he is just saying his usual vapid things, instead of being mildly unsettling, which is a refreshing change for once. Now, today's video is on something more serious. It was reported on the holiday in America that Pope Francis made some cryptic remarks about the next pope being a John the 24th. This was in reference to a possible papal trip that he has been invited to take by a foreign dignitary. Amidst all the reports of the Latin mass being suppressed, Francis appointing a man who is stridently opposed to the TLM to the head of the office that will be in charge of suppressing the mass, we get another rumor of Francis's possible coming retirement, which gives us an opportunity to talk about something important the likelihood that Francis will re be replaced by someone almost exactly like him. Sure, it's not a guaranteed thing, but since Francis has chosen at least 60% of the Cardinals who will participate in the coming conclave, his talk of a John Twenty-Fourth should raise a few eyebrows. That was the papal name Cardinal Bergoglio initially chose for his papacy, John Twenty-Fourth, until an unnamed friend and ally of his said something to him that got him to choose Francis instead. I'll get into all that in a moment, but before we begin, I'm going to remind people that this Saturday is a first Saturday, and if you've been meaning to keep the five first Saturdays devotion, now is a great time to start. If you don't know what the five first Saturdays devotion is, I'll have my most recent video on that topic as a recommended video at the end of this one. The short version is that part of the Fatima message that we curiously don't hear about and wasn't included in that not terribly good movie recently about Fatima was our, our Lady asked that the faithful keep the five first Saturdays devotion. Few do, and fewer parishes offer the Mass dedicated to it, so I suggest you start keeping it this weekend if you can. More information in the video is recommended at the end of this one. Now on to our story. From LaCroix International, makers of fine sparkling news articles, we get this. Headline. Pope Francis or John the Twenty-Fourth. Francis recently accepted, in principle, an invitation to visit a foreign country, but told the head of state there could be another pope by the time the trip takes place. Like the suppression of the Latin Mass, Francis has hinted at retiring at a la Benedict XVI for quite some time now. He has said in the past he thinks that Benedict's example is a good one that he might emulate himself, and even on one occasion remarked that he could see a college of Pope Emeriti, all retired popes wearing papal white and living in the Vatican City and keeping their papal names. Talk about sowing the seeds of confusion here. But let's take a deeper look at the article for some insight, because we'll get, it'll reveal itself pretty quickly here. According to the piece, Pope Francis uttered a cryptic comment a few weeks ago during a closed-door meeting with a foreign head of state that has revived speculation about the future of his pontificate. Like many world leaders, the dignitary invited Francis to visit his country within the next two years. The Pope allegedly smiled and said, Why not? But if I accept, I don't know who will come, Francis or John the Twenty-Fourth. It was a subtle way of saying that, first of all, he's not going to live forever, and secondly, the commitments he makes today will be kept by a successor. That means everything, from papal trips to substantive issues, 
will be the legacy of the next pope, whether his name is John XXIV, Pius XIII, or John Paul III. Now the author goes on and lists all of Francis's agenda items that we love so much around here, all the material things that have little to do with the deposit of the faith and how the next pope will not be able to get rid of those items, regardless of how hard he tries. Now, if it's a Pius XIII, I would actually love to see an encyclical that corrects the over-errors of Laudato Si on the environment, one that provides a Catholic understanding and response to that entire bundle of issues. And that doesn't mention, you know, Morse Laetitia. I mean, come on. That'd be, those would be really great, actually, but it probably won't happen. But the piece goes on and reminds us that this isn't the first time that we've heard this. In fact, the question of Francis's possible retirement is one of the many rumors that's been constantly whispered in Vatican corridors these past eight years. Does Benedict XVI's successor intend to resign one day? Here in Rome, there are two schools of thought. There are those who say that the Pope will stay until his last breath, and those who say the end of the pontificate is imminent. Those who believe he'll pass in office are Francis's admirers and his closest confidants. The people who believe he'll resign are skeptics of this pontificate and even adversaries of the Jesuit Pope. It is true that Francis has never excluded the possibility that one day he might voluntarily step down from the chair of Peter, but no one really knows what the Pope is truly thinking about this matter. For now, everything is just speculation. Thanks, LaCroix, for fueling that speculation. I'm not one of the biggest fans of this pontificate, to put it mildly, but I'm not in camp Fran in the camp that says Francis will retire. I agree with his most ardent admirers in that because, rather simply, he has too much on his plate to leave to the next pontificate to accomplish. The sign that he isn't going to retire is the coming of the two-year permanent synod that will allow the German bishops to get away with their heterodoxy. That synod just screams Pope Francis all over it. It is, in fact, an essential agenda item for him, something his mentor, Cardinal Martini, very much wanted to accomplish, but did not live to see. As I said a couple of days ago, Cardinal Martini was the initial choice for a Francis-type pope before Cardinal Bergoglio arrived on the scene. Cardinal Martini was the de facto leader of the St. Gallen group, and a part of his desire to recraft the church into the image and likeness of Caesar was to have a continuous cycle of synods that functioned as a de facto Third Vatican Council. We've had that since the ascendancy of Francis to the papal throne, and while I'm certain that Francis is increasingly confident that a successor will be a John XXIV or a Francis II type of pope who will continue his work of building the ape of the church, there's still enough of a chance that a moderate modernist like a Benedict XVII would get chosen instead, and Francis simply cannot leave that to chance. So no, Francis isn't going to retire. Men who love authority like he does don't tend to retire early. Now, if you want to understand why Francis won't be retiring, at least any time soon, it's rather simple. The purpose of the permanent synodal state is to build up the ape of the church, which I've said before, making it look Catholic but is really a mimic of Christ's church. This is accomplished at least in part by the elevating of the laity and bringing down of the clergy to the point where they exist nearly on the same level as one another. It's an absurd idea, one that will only lead to more and more Catholics leaving the church. An article on the website of Italian journalist Marco Tosati goes into this in greater detail. In this, his contributor describes the permanent synod and its faulty reasoning in this way. Today, Pope Francis only wants pastorality, that is, the absolute rejection of the criticisms of the dominant secular ideas. The result, the faith is irrelevant and this object of ridicule and the Christian faithful are targeted and suppressed or taken advantage of for social services purposes. At the same time, Pope Francis wants synodality, that is, apparently the pastors decide together with the lay faithful. Now it is evident that a shepherd who decides by asking the sheep what they want does not make much sense, and in fact the supposed synodality serves to transmit options made from above anyway. 
If he is a shepherd, he must lead the sheep, but toward the true good, not towards himself, thus giving testimony of faith. And the faithful, the sheep, have every right to expect the shepherds to do so without looking for excuses behind an alleged need to listen to those who reject the doctrines and object to the faith. These people must be helped with charity to the truth, not exalting them as models, or behind obedience to the dominant ideas or the prevailing fashions of the time, improperly defined as the signs of the times, an evangelical expression that actually had an implied criticism, not adaptation at the moment. What the re lady really want are shepherds who lead and teach the faith. I've said this many times. Certainly there are some that want the church to resemble more and more the state of the world and its values to be indistinguishable from the world. And in that way, Francis is their hero, their standard bearer. The German bishops err in pushing too hard, too fast, something that is at the crux of why Francis has said a few things in opposition to their work, but in reality has taken no concrete steps to address it. In fact, he instead sends men to visit the one bishop's diocese who dare to suggest that the German synod should slow down just a little bit. And that tells you everything you need to know. So no, Francis isn't going to retire, at least not until after the coming synod. And I've said before that I expect a conclave in the next two years. And in general, I think that's correct, but I doubt it'll happen voluntarily, but for the usual reasons. But perhaps it will happen after the coming synod. I expect Francis to hang on until at least that work is done. And in the meantime, He'll have more older cardinals put in power by John Paul II and Benedict XVI, who will hit retirement age and be replaced by Francis, thus enabling him to really all but determine the outcome of the process that will choose the Pope who follows him. But every time the rumor of Francis's imminent retirement swirls, don't take them all that seriously. I always get emails about this when it happens, and I tell you again, Francis loves having authority and having the ear of Caesar too much to retire early, so take that to the bank. Now, what do you think about this? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please, and like, subscribe, and hit that bell so you don't miss an update. Also, again, this Saturday is the first Saturday, so if you've been meaning to start the five first Saturdays devotion, now is your chance. If you don't know what that is, then on your screen should be a recommended video that I did for the five first Saturdays devotion, so you can learn about that forgotten part of the Fatima message. Anyway, as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.